Thanks for listening to the Tower Hill Church Podcast. Our prayer is that today's message will challenge and inspire you to pursue Jesus and to love people to life. This morning we're talking about uh, this series on resurrected. We're talking about resurrecting your faith. Have you ever been in a place in your spiritual walk where you said, I I just give up. This thing's never going to happen. Anybody ever been there? I've been there many times. I'm there right now with my golf game. (laughs) But but we've been in that place. And what I want to call that this morning is kind of what we call a crisis of faith. There's times when we we let things get in the way of, of trusting God and hanging on to God and believing God's promises. And there's things that get in our way, and and our faith needs to be resurrected at times. Look what Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 10. The writer started with verse 35. He says, so do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised you. Look at that. Our confidence has to be in Christ. Amen? Amen. It can't be in others. It cannot be in ourselves. It has to be in Christ. And we, and we have to patiently endure waiting for God's promises to come about. But here's the deal. It's a great reward when it happens. Amen? It's a great reward when it happens. So what we're going to do this morning out of the book of Mark, we're going to go over and look at the woman who had the issue of blood. And we're going to also look at, a, look at Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. And the, both of them ran into a place where they were... They needed to turn to God and have God to step in. But so let's go to the, the, what I want to start out was the cry for help. There was a cry for help that came. Jesus had in Mark chapter five. Let me back up there. Chapter five. You read it. He'd uh, he'd crossed over into Gadarene and cast out the demon that was in the uh, the man that was in the that lived in the graveyard and he set him free. Then after that, he sent him back to his his own t- people to tell him about Christ and tell him what God had done for him. And then he got in the boat to go back across. And so that's where we're picking up the story. Uh, Verse 21, Jesus got into the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. Verse 22, the leader of of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. And look at this. He says, pleading fervently with him, my little daughter is dying. He said, please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. Jesus went with him. And the people followed the crowd the cr- followed crowded around him. Now look at this. The word heal there, I want you to understand what that word is. It's the Greek word sozo, which means it's actually saved or uh, like a Christian salvation. Saved, rescued, delivered, kept safe, uh, and preserved, and, and, and cured, made well. So it's, it's, it can encompass being both born again and also healing in the same time. So, okay, so look, think about that. This is what Jairus came to ask for help. Our faith can't be in man. That's the first lesson we can learn from the woman at the well. Think about this. Look what it says about her. Or not the woman at the well, the woman with the issue of blood. It says she had suffered greatly from the doctors. Let me back up. She actually talks about verse 25. A woman in the crowd had suffered 12 years with a constant bleeding. She was unclean. She, she, was, she wasn't able to go around people for all those years because under the law of Moses, there are certain things about an unclean person that they, they're not to be around people. And so they, she, lived, she lived like this for 12 years and she spent everything. It says, look at verse 26. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them. But then 
pay them. But she had not gotten better, but she had gotten worse. See, church, she tried, she turned to man for help. Man wasn't able to help her. The doctors had, she spent everything, and she got nothing in results. No healing, nothing to change, and all of a sudden, she's at the end of her rope. She was probably at the place, I believe, to give up at this point in time, because she had nowhere else to turn to. But look at verse, this is what I like. She had nothing to lose when she turned to, turned to Christ. She had nothing to lose, everything to gain. Look at this. She heard about Jesus. She didn't know Jesus. She had heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him, behind him, through the, through the crowd, and touched his robe. For she thought in her, to herself, if I can only just touch the robe, I will be healed. Now, there's two different words here that's used uh, in this, but I want to give you this first. He said, the, she heard, means she received news, or was given heed, or understood. She didn't know Christ at this point in time, but she'd heard about him. And she said, if I could just get to him, there must be something there. And then, as she desperately reached out and touched him, his robe, she got healed. But the word healed here is another, it's the same word that we use up in the other healing, sozo, which means, once again, Christian salvation, saved, rescued, delivered, kept, saved, uh, preserved, or cured, made well. And then, as we look on, this is, this is the, the great part. It says, immediately, as she touched him, the word of God says, immediately, the bleeding stopped. And she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. The word healed here is a totally different word. It means healed, cured, restored. So the possibility, as we look along here, this, this whole thing could be ideas. Not only did she get physical healing, I believe she got spiritual healing. I believe that because I want to show you that in just a second. Now, Jesus says, who touched me? Who touched me? Jesus realized that, that at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? Think about this for a moment. That word healing power is this. It means power, strength, act of power, miracles, miracle worker, supernatural power, the power, uh, the power God's ability and capacity. In other words, it was all about what God did at that point in time. He had the power, and he moved upon this, this lady and touched her life as she reached out to him. See, church, we need to understand, and I, and I, I hope we do, that it's, it's in his power. It's, in, it's his power. It's not our power. We're only vessels that he works through. Amen? We're only vessels that he works through. It's not our power. It's his power. And we have to be vessels that are open to say, God, would you use me? And, and realize that God wants to use you, and you are a vessel. So you see this, this woman, and she's healed. And then the disciples said to Jesus, look, there's such a crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around because he realized something had happened. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and told him all that she had done. Now look at this. And he said to her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Look at this. That word well there is the same word for salvation. So I just reason I believe she got saved and healed on the same time. That when she, when, she, when she came to Christ. Because it's the same word, sozo, which means Christian salvation or being saved. So 
Remember, though, what's, what's going on? Where was Jesus heading when this happened? He was going to Jairus' house, whose daughter was dying. And now, I don't know about you, I think if I was Jairus, I'd be saying, hey, what are you taking time with this lady for? I mean, my daughter's sick. Let's, let's go. But no, Jesus stops, and he, he's standing there talking to this lady. And, and I'm, I'm, if I'm Jairus, I'm saying, what? you said you were coming to my house. Well, let's go. But Jesus just took his time, and he took his time to minister to people. Can I, there's one of the things we read from a book at, uh, that we did as a staff, we, and we say this all the time as staff. You know what that is? People are not a hindrance to our day. They are our day. And it's, and it's true. People are our day. And this is what Jesus is. He's, he's not in a big hurry, but now Jairus is there, and he's wanting to, uh, to get home in case his, so his daughter doesn't die. And all of a sudden, Jairus has, I believe, what I would call a crisis of faith. Look at this, verse, thir- verse 34. He says, when he was still speaking to her, still speaking to the lady, Jesus was, messengers arrived from the house of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. They told him, your daughter is dead. There's no, there's no use in troubling the teacher now. It's over. I mean, wouldn't that, how, how fast would your heart sink if somebody told you your child was di- dead? I mean, instantly, wouldn't it? You just break out in tears and crying and just be all broken up about it. And I'm sure, I, I don't know for sure, but I, I could picture uh, Jairus just being broken at that point in time. When he heard those, those words that said, your daughter is dead. That's finality to us, isn't it? It's over at that point in time. But look what Jesus said. He says, have faith. Look at verse 36. Jesus overheard them and said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just have faith. Then Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't have let any of them go, go except Peter, James, and John, the, the brother of James. What was, what was he telling Jairus to have faith in? Was he saying have faith in faith, which is nothing but wishing? No, he was telling Jairus to have faith in who Jesus is, who I am. Have faith in the power of God that can work miracles. See, my faith is not based upon me or another man. My faith has to be based upon Jesus Christ and his word. Amen? That's a solid foundation, church. But he was telling Jairus to have faith in him. And see, when Jesus comes to Jairus' house, I want to tell you, he sees things differently than we do. Because he gets to the house... Uh, the ruler, and he's, there's all this weeping, there's all this wailing, and all these things going on, commotion in verse 38. And then verse 39, he said, he went inside and asked, why all this commotion and weeping? This child isn't dead. She's only asleep. But they, 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 they were, la- it says they mocked him more like that. Just say, but here's what I want you to understand. Resurrect your faith. To resurrect your faith, sometimes you have to remove the doubt. You have to remove doubt. Amen? The doubters, too. But look at this. In verse 36, it says, The crowd laughed at him, but he made them all leave. And he took the girl's father and mother and his three disciples into the room with the, where, where the girl was laying. Can I tell you, when Jesus speaks, death and hell have to listen. Amen? He has all power and all authority. We see here in verse 50, uh, 41, 
he took hold of her hand and he said, he said, little girl, get up. Little girl, get up. And what it says, the girl who was 12 years old immediately stood up and walked around and they were overwhelmed and totally amazed. So you, you had two people. One lady who spent all of her money, had no more hope. She'd been trusting a man and it didn't work. You have a man now that's lost. His daughter has died, but Jesus says, don't give up. Hang on. I've got this. Amen. And then he, Jesus gives a strange order. He gives a strange order here in verse 43. Jesus gave them strict orders not to tell anyone what had happened. And then he told them to give her something to eat. Why did he say, don't tell anyone? I think, personally, I think, as I'm looking at I'm looking, maybe he didn't want to tell everybody because he, he didn't want his, the popularity of that and people just coming to him. And all of a sudden, it's like a big sideshow. How many know Jesus came to share the word? He came as a teacher and a prophet. Miracles were important that he did miracles while he was here, and he still does miracles today. But here's the thing. His major thing, he wanted to get the word of the good news out. Not, not people. I know today there's modern people. That does, there's people in our, our age today that, do, that have special gifts and stuff, and God uses them at times. And here's the thing. People were, begin to flock to them like there's something special. And that's why I don't think Jesus wanted people just following him to say, hey, do me a miracle. Show me something now. And, it, and that's kind of what Herod did when he was on trial. He said, he, Herod said he was glad to see Jesus, hoping to see some type of sign or miracle that he would do. But Jesus told them, don't say anything to anyone. And I believe that's because he did not want a bunch of people just following him for the miracles that they could get from him. So church, at, at the moment when you give up, at the moment when we give up a lot of times, that's, that's where we have our faith crisis. And we need to come to the place that God can do anything. How many believe God can do anything? You know, nothing's too hard for God. Nothing's too difficult for God. God can do, do mighty works within our midst. Matter of fact, one of the scriptures says in Matthew 9, 26, Jesus looked at the, them intensely and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, everything is possible. Do you believe that this morning? Yes. Everything is possible. That unsaved loved one that you've been praying for for years, just keep praying. Don't give up. That child that you've been praying for that's been in rebellion, don't give up, mom and dad. Keep praying. That, 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 that husband and wife that are struggling in their relationship and, and you just don't know what to do, seek God. Get on your face before God and let God bring healing into your life. All things are possible with Christ. All things are possible. And just like these people who had this lack, of they had these faith crises, God restored their faith. And maybe, and he resurrected their faith. Maybe you're here this morning, you're going through a time in your life, you're saying, man, I just don't know how I'm going to make it. I want to tell you something. Hang on to God. Have faith in God. Trust his word above anything else. You know, you got, you've got to bring, we at times have to bring our emotions, amen, our emotions back under control of the spirit of God. God gave us emotions, but we're not to be ruled by our emotions. You're to be ruled by the Spirit of God. He says he keeps them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him. He says, there's, he says he would lead us and guide us into all truth. See, we can walk with God and he will direct our steps, but we've got to be that place where we can just hear his voice. I was talking to, uh, to someone before service, and a lot of times in our prayer time, we just rattle off our to-do list that we want God to do. When was the last time you just sat and just didn't read, didn't speak, didn't th just concentrate upon the Lord, just sat there in his presence to hear his voice? 
You know, if you, if you, if you get still long enough and you, and you just wait, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. He'll speak to you. And he'll direct you. He'll, 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 he'll resurrect your faith even. But church, nothing is impossible for God. Nothing. Whatever you may be facing today, I want you to know it's not impossible. With God, all things are possible. Do you believe that? Church, if you're, if you're in a place right now that your faith seems like it's just you're having a crisis of faith, I want to pray for you this morning. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. I, I knew I wasn't going to be very, very long this morning, but I, I, just, I, I just wanted to take time this morning, have this time to pray for people because I know there's people right now in this room that you've been praying and you've almost come to the place where you're just giving up and you need God to resurrect that faith. You need God to do a work in that area of your life. God wants to, you to have faith in him. My faith cannot be based on faith alone because all that is is wishful thinking. But when I base my faith upon the word of God and who Jesus Christ is, that, that brings it a whole other light. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, for those, Lord, that might be here in this room that's, in, that's going through a crisis in their faith right now. And, God, you want to bring them and resurrect their faith this morning. God, would you just touch their lives right now? Right now. Thanks for listening to the Tower Hill Church Podcast. Our prayer is that this message encouraged and inspired you in your journey with Christ. For more information, you can visit our website at th.church or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TowerHillNH. To give online, you can go to th.church/giving. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.